0: Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 125 of Process to Profitability. Today is a solo episode, the first of season three, and I am going to be talking to you about designing and implementing an SEO strategy for your website. In previous seasons, we have talked about SEO, why it's so important, and how you can get the basics set up on your website. And I have a couple of blog posts talking specifically about Squarespace SEO, but today I wanted to cover an SEO strategy. I have recently worked with clients to develop SEO strategies for their websites, and I thought it might be useful for you as a listener as well. This can work whether you're on Squarespace or another website platform, but if you want to really see an increase in your search engine rankings, there are a couple of things you're going to need to do, and we're going to talk about those today. But first I want to talk about what an SEO strategy is and why we need one. An SEO strategy is just the how-to of going about getting your website to rank higher in search engines. I will probably refer to Google a lot in this episode, but really it applies to any search engines. They use similar algorithms, and Google is still the most popular, so that's usually the one that you are trying to rank for the most. The reason that you need an SEO strategy is because you don't want to just go into this trying to rank for any words out there. You want to be found for the things that you do and for the things you want your clients to search for. What this means is If you have a website design website like I do, you want to be found for website design, Squarespace website design, website customization. I don't really need to be found when somebody searches for creative entrepreneur. The reason this is is because while I'm targeting those people as my ideal clients, I want them to dig deeper. I really want them to find me when they are ready to learn about website design, the service that I offer. You want your SEO to pull up your website and your profile when people search for things that are actually relevant to what it is that you do and who you serve. You don't want to be known for things that are not relevant to your business. One of my top search queries that I ranked for for a long time had to do with my word of the year. And while that might have brought people to my website, it wasn't something I was teaching on. It wasn't something that I really wanted to be known for. It wasn't something I offered a service around. And so it really wasn't serving my business. People found my website. They might have read the one blog post that I wrote about it, but then they left because I had nothing else to offer them that was relevant to that search. Now, if they search for Squarespace website customization and I pop up, well, then I've got a whole library of blog posts and podcast episodes, and I have a service around that very thing. And that is why creating an SEO strategy that gets you found for the things that you want to be known for is so important. So how do we go about this? The first thing we need to do is figure out what keywords and phrases you want to rank for. The keywords and phrases are the things that people type into Google when they are searching for something. Now, there are some keywords and phrases that are so popular, you're never going to rank for them, but we'll talk about that later. What you need to do is sit down and brainstorm an entire list of words that are relevant to your business that your ideal clients might be searching for. If you are a wedding photographer, you might Write down things like wedding photographer, the city you're located in, the style of photography that you shoot in, whether you offer prints or albums or digital versus film photography. You also want to have keywords and phrases related to the types of clients that you work with. So, is it weddings or is it families, seniors, birth photography? All of the things people might search to find your business. Right now, it's just a big brain dump of words. It might take you 20 minutes to write all of these down. The next thing you want to do is take some of those keywords, especially the ones you think are going to be the best and most relevant for your website, and type them into Google. What you can do is scroll down to the bottom of Google and see related searches. This is really meant to help people find information that they're looking for, but it can also tell you what related searches people are looking for when they're searching for those terms. So you might look up birth photographer and find that people are also looking for newborn photography. And that might not be a word you have on your list, but it is a service that you offer. So you want to expand those keywords and phrases based on what people are actually searching for. And that's what you can find out when you do these Google searches. You can also take a look in Facebook groups where your ideal client might be searching for you and see how they're asking for people. So if they are looking for a newborn photographers see what words they're actually using to bring that up. Are they saying, I want a newborn photographer or are they looking for, I need somebody to photograph my baby in the first 48 hours after they're born. Those might give you some more ideas for keywords because you're actually going to the source of people who might hire you for your services. You want to start with a big bank of keywords and then kind of narrow down. So once you have that big list of keywords, I want you to really think about which ones are most relevant to your business and highlight those. So those should definitely include your name, your business name, a tagline if you have one, if you have a name for your newsletter or blog or you host a podcast, all those should definitely be on the list of keywords and phrases you want to rank for. And then you want to pull up some other ones as well that talk about the services you offer, the types of people that you work with, the things you're talking about on your website a lot. To narrow down even further and make sure that you're really finding that sweet spot between everybody is searching for this and will never find me. And nobody is searching for this and will never find me. You want to find keywords and phrases that are going to allow you to get results. What I mean by this is if you want to rank for wedding photographer in your business, it's almost impossible to do that. If you just type in wedding photographer into Google, you will get hundreds of thousands of results. And your little business is probably never going to be at the top of that list no matter what you do on your website. If you narrow that down to light and airy wedding photographer in san francisco california you might have very few results and while you might be able to rank in one of the top spots maybe nobody is searching for that so you want to find the sweet spot in the middle so wedding photographer in san francisco might be a good spot to kind of find the middle ground between those two things I really like using the tool KW Finder. It's a paid tool, but you can do a certain amount of research for free. And what it does is you type in the keyword that you're looking for and it will actually give you an idea of how easy it is to rank for that keyword. It'll tell you um, if it's green, yellow, or red, whether or not you could rank for that keyword on the top page of Google. And then it'll tell you a search volume. So what I recommend is finding a search volume um, somewhere between 1,000 and 50,000 searches. If only 10 people are searching for something, that's really not going to be very beneficial for your business. But you want to find things that you are able to rank for and that have a decent search volume. There are some other tools that you can use, um, Keywords Anywhere and Ubersuggest are both Chrome plugins that are free uh, that will actually come up when you do a Google search and they will tell you um, how many searches there are for these terms. And when you see the results of a website, you'll see kind of what they're ranking for. It can give you a lot of information about which keywords it is that you want to choose. The key here is to be strategic. You don't want to just pick keywords that you think fit your business. You want to pick your main keywords based on things that are relevant to your business, that you can rank for and that people are searching for. And this might take a little bit of time to play around with, but when you keep those three things in mind as you are creating this list of keywords, it's going to get you off to a much better start. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemoninthesea.com my toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonintheseed.com slash my dash toolbox. Okay, so now you have a list of keywords. Where do you start implementing your SEO strategy? If you don't have a website right now, you can start implementing it from the very beginning. And this is going to be the easiest way to do things, but most of us already have a website if we have a business. So the first thing you want to do is review and edit the main pages of your website, your home, about, services, contact, portfolio, those main pages that show up in your menu on your website. What you want to do is go through those pages. Start with the number one headline. Um, So if you are doing this yourself, it would be an H1. But it's usually the headline on the top of your page and it tells people what it is that you do. The reason if you talk to copywriters that it's so important to tell people what you do right away is so they know they've landed in the right place. But a bonus to that is your H1 on any page is the thing Google looks at the most To figure out what it is that you do and who you would be relevant for when returning search results. So a good headline that talks about what you do and who you work for is going to help people when they land on your website, and it's going to help Google return you higher in search results. So you want one H1 tag on your website, and you want to make sure that that includes some of those keywords, especially your most important keyword or phrase. Then keep scrolling down the page, you'll see other headings, H2, H3, H4. You want all of those headlines to include some keywords or phrases. You don't want to just keyword stuff here. So you're not writing, you know, wedding photographer, wedding photographer in San Francisco, family photographer. You want it to be relevant and readable content that people want to see. But by putting it in those headings, you are telling Google and other search engines that this is important. This is the stuff that the website is actually about. Once you do your headings, you want to go through your content, especially on pages with um, not as much content. You want to make sure those keywords and phrases are in there. So if you have a description of your service, use your keywords. If you have a little blurb about you. Talk about, you know, what you actually do. Make sure you use your name. That's really important. And then make sure that you've done this on all of those main pages of your website. The next thing you want to do on those main pages is to update the metadata of your images. So what we don't want to do here is keyword stuff. We don't want to take an image on your website and just type in a whole bunch of words that aren't relevant. Your metadata for your images should be a brief description of the image. The reason this helps your SEO is because Google is smart and it knows, number one, if you're trying to trick it, and number two, if you are not serving people well. Google does want your website to be accessible. And part of that means that you are telling people what is in an image if they can't see it. If they're using a screen reader or they have slow internet and images won't load, this meta description is going to tell them what is in that image. So if you have an image of puppies playing in a field, instead of using the default image name, um, whether it's numbers or letters, whatever that might be, you want it to say puppies in a field. This is gonna help make sure that your website is serving people who visit you better and it gives you an SEO boost. All right, so we've updated our headlines, our subheadings, our body copy. We've updated the metadata of our images. Now what you wanna do is submit your website to Search Console. This is a free Google tool that lets you tell Google, this is my website, these are all the pages on my website, I want you to take a look at them and make sure that you know it's there, make sure that you have the most updated version. I have a blog post about how to do this for Squarespace on my website, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. It's a little bit complicated to share on a podcast, but it is a very important step for your SEO for two reasons, number one, It lets Google know your website is here. It's got these specific pages. Google really likes that. Number two, it can then give you analytics data that will help you in the future. So if you are using Squarespace, you can find that post in the show notes. If you are using another platform, you can Google, you know, adding my WordPress site to Google Search Console. There are going to be some tutorials there. It's pretty simple to set up. Really, what you're going to do is go to Search Console, create an account, add your website, and then you're going to add a sitemap. That's the step that varies from platform to platform, but it's a very important step and you want to do it as soon as you can to really start getting the benefits. Okay, so we found our keywords. We've got our SEO strategy started on our website. How do we keep going? This is where... If you've got a whole backlog of blog posts, it can be a little bit intimidating. But what you want to think about is updating your content and writing new content that's SEO friendly. There are a couple ways to do this. The first, if you're writing new content, is to make sure you're including keywords and phrases. What you don't wanna do is write alt all of these in a list and sound really insincere. You still want your blog posts to be readable. You want it to be in your brand voice. You want it to be fun and educational. So what I've heard copywriters suggest here, and what I have found to be easiest as well, is to write your blog post and then go back and figure out where you can add keywords that make sense. That'll most likely be in your title of the post, in headlines in the post, but you also might be able to search through a post and say, okay, every time I say website here, maybe I can say website strategy or website design, something to really get those keywords in and be a little bit more descriptive to help out Google. Another thing you can do here is brainstorm content That is actually relevant to your audience and helps your SEO from the very beginning. So when you looked back at those keywords and phrases and the things people were searching for, I'm sure you came up with questions that people were looking for. These are the types of things that it's helpful to answer in blog posts. I have a lot of people ask how do I write copy for my website so I can write a post or a series about that. It helps to educate my potential clients, my current clients. And it also helps Google to say, oh, they know that they're talking about this. So I can send people to this website. And then they're going to learn not only about website design, but writing content. So think about how you can use those keywords and phrases to create posts that actually help your audience and give you an SEO boost. If you have older blog posts, you can start with those that are most popular and go back and make sure you've got your keywords and phrases in there and just take it a little bit at a time going back. I recently redid my website design and I want to update all of the images in my posts and make sure everything is up to date, but I've got hundreds of them. It's not all gonna get done at once. So basically, what I do is set aside about an hour a week and I just go through as many posts as I can, I keep track of them, it'll get done eventually. But for now, start with the most popular posts, the ones that are the most relevant to what you do in your audience, update those and then go back and do the others. The other thing to think about when you are doing, when you're implementing your SEO strategy is all of those SEO fields. This is a little bit different on every website platform, but what you can do is make sure you've got a website description that's SEO friendly, you've got descriptions for your posts that are SEO friendly, you've got those meta descriptions for your images. In Squarespace, um, I've got posts that tell you exactly how to do that that I will link to, but they have something called an SEO website description that is the description that will come up for your homepage. So you wanna make sure that that's really talking about what it is that you do, who you serve, and it's got all those keywords in it. You can also set an SEO description for every page and every blog post that you write. So what it used to do and what a lot of websites platforms do is take that first paragraph of a blog post and make that the description. If that's relevant, that's great, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're just talking about our life, giving an update, and it's not really relevant to the thing we are talking about in the post. So most website platforms will allow you to set an SEO description that you can talk about the overarching point of the post and include those keywords and phrases so that when people look for it and it pops up on Google, they can say, okay, this is what this post is actually about, and it is relevant. Um, These descriptions are what shows up when you search. You'll see a, a link at the top, that's your page title, and then underneath you'll see a description. That's where that text goes. So it's most important that that title reflects what it is that you do and what somebody might be searching for, but the text underneath is going to help them know, okay, yes, this is really what I'm looking for. I know a lot of people do this on different platforms, so you can figure out the best way for yours, but it's possible everywhere, and it's really helpful for Google, and it's helpful for people who find you via search to make sure that what is popping up is actually relevant to answer their search. All right. What do you need to consider outside of keywords? I know we've talked about keywords the entire time this episode, but there's more to an SEO strategy than just the words on the page. Some of this is going to be a little outside of your control, but some of this you can definitely make improvements and it will help your ranking. In May of 2021, so after this episode or before this episode has aired, Google made some changes to their search algorithm. They were already looking at more than just keywords, but this takes that even further. That content is still gonna be king. It's still gonna be number one, but you also need to consider things like website speed, user experience, and accessibility. Google now can track all of those things and it knows that they're important to people. I have a post about this new update on my website that I will link to um, where you can go into detail. But basically you need to think about website speed, how fast your website loads. People want websites that load super fast. We have a very shortest tension span now. And if your website is slow to load, people will leave. So in order to do this, you want to make sure that your website has only what it needs, no extras. Make sure your images are sized correctly, make sure that you are using good design, really. You also want to consider user experience. So how does somebody use your website? Does it make sense for them? A big thing that Google is looking at now is what loads first on a page how long it takes and then whether or not your content jumps around. So as your page loads, do ads pop up in the middle and move the content around? They know people don't like that. They don't like, you don't like when you're scrolling and then all of a sudden things move and you've lost your place. So they're now considering that in their search engine results ranking and accessibility. I've talked about this um, on Instagram some, and I'm still learning about it. There are some great people you can learn from. Um, Mabley Q is a great one, and I will link to her. Uh, She specifically talks about websites accessibility. But what you wanna do is make sure that your website is accessible to everybody. It's easy to read. It has image descriptions. It's got transcripts for your podcasts. It has captions for your videos. Those things are important not only from a user standpoint, but from Google's standpoint as well. All right, you found your keywords. You've made all these updates to your website. How can you track whether or not your SEO strategy is actually getting results? The first thing that I would like you to do is create a spreadsheet somewhere with those top keywords that you want to rank for and do an incognito search. So in Chrome, you can do an incognito search, in other browsers, they have something that's similar where it's not going to pull any of your history, so it's gonna give you the best results possible, and search for those keywords, see where you rank. You might want to do this before you start implementing your SEO strategy and then give it a month, try it again, after another month, try it again so that you can see that slowly over time, you are making progress and moving up those ranking res- the result ranking. I have found that this sometimes takes less than a month to really see a boost in your SEO if you are dedicating time to your strategy. Sometimes it takes longer. It depends on so many things like how popular your topic is, where you're located, all of the other stuff on your website. But if you are tracking where you rank and you are not seeing any increases over time, then you may want to rethink your strategy. Maybe you haven't picked the right keywords. Maybe you need to do some more implementation. You can also look for your search queries on Google Analytics. So in Google Analytics, there is a tab called behaviors and then search queries. That will allow you to see the top words that people are searching that then bring them to your site. So you'll actually get to see the keyword or phrase, how many people saw your website when they searched for that. It's called impressions. So that means you popped up on the ranking. And then you can also see how many people clicked through to your website from that keyword. That's a really great way to know if you are lining up with the things people are actually searching for. That's the way that I found out that I ranked for my word of the year post, which really wasn't relevant to my business. And so I knew that over time, what I wanted to do was write really relevant posts to other things to kind of make sure that those were in the top results instead of something that wasn't relevant to my business. I didn't delete those posts, I didn't change them. I just made sure that my content in the future going forward was more relevant to what I was doing, what I was offering, and what people were searching for in regards to that. So now some of my top posts are how to add custom CSS to a Squarespace button, customizations for Squarespace websites, those types of things, which is a lot more relevant to my business than my word of the year. The other thing you can do is if you use KW Finder, they actually have a sister tool that allows you to track these results over time. You can type in all of your search engine results and you can actually see what spot you rank in um, most of the time. So it will tell you, you know, in over the last 30 days, most of the time this keyword you've ranked number one. That's really helpful as well because you are not having to do all that searching yourself and you're able to see for these important keywords, Am I showing up? Where does it show up? And how has that changed over time? Like I said, I'm gonna link to those tools and I'm gonna link to those posts in the show notes to help you dig deeper into this. But I really wanted to give you an overview today of creating an SEO strategy and then implementing it. Please remember that with any strategy, it takes time. I like to give it at least 30 days to before you start that first kind of tracking to see how things have improved and then give it 90 days before you switch strategies the reason for this is that while google is pulling information from your site every day you it takes time for it to say okay yes this is relevant yes this is what people are searching for and it's been around for a long time they're trustworthy So you need to give it time like you do with any strategy. And then if you're not seeing the results that you were hoping to see or at least progress in that direction, then you can look at changing your SEO strategy. Maybe choosing different keywords, um, going back and revisiting all the places you've added them to make sure that they're relevant. Maybe you can check your website speed and if it's still really slow, you can remove some stuff from your site that is no longer of need Either way, it's important when you have some kind of a strategy in your business to make sure that it's actually working for you long term. You can't just implement it now and assume it's going to work without checking in. All right, that's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. I know this is a lot of technical information and it can be hard to implement. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. I've got some posts that can help you. I'm happy to answer your questions. I know that showing up in search engine results is a big part of what you need your website to do in your business. Not only do we want it to bring people into buying from us, but we need it to bring people to us in the first place. And that is what SEO strategy and implementation is all about. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.